Welcome Sojourners, you have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Bookish and the Brave. And in this most recent production, we find Vaughn and Hawkins in the Abyss. The Abyss is another world, like a planet, a plane of existence that exists outside of the home world of Bonsaro. The Abyss is a forgotten hellscape, a haunt of demons and all things wicked and foul. And here in the Abyss, they discover prayers answered and time for much needed reflection, and hopefully a way out. And so for now, our story continues. At first, the howling wind blasts by your ears like a screech of a bird cry it brings wicked voices into your hearing you finally feel soreness in your bones as if you had fallen a great height your body is sore but your fingers feel the dirt beneath you ash and rock and shale. Once you get your bearings, the wind whips up all around you, but you realize you can stand, and as you stand, you leave the low lingering presence of dark smoke. Now standing up, you can see tall towering black peaks against a stormy sky. Periodically lightning dances across the black sky, lighting up the world all around you. A barren, desolate landscape of ash and rocks and peaks. The torrential wind and lightning whip up all around you. Below your feet, the ground looms with heavy smoke. And still those howling voices on the wind sing songs of wickedness and hate in the valley. Hawkins, how do you respond? Sterling? Vaughn? What, what, what's going on? I am here, Hawkins, I don't know. Is Sterling here? I I don't hear him. I don't see him. Where are we? We must have followed that thing. Is it? It's not here too, is it? Where is it? Both Bond's of you make gonna, a perception check. Vaughn's going to reach for his sword and realize it's not there. 16 for Vaughn. 18 for Hawkins. Hawkins, you are the first to see it, though it's not making any sort of stealth. It is scrambling into a valley just about 30 feet from you. You hear its large stomping feet. Its eyes looking this way and that way for a means of escape. And then as it almost senses your perception, its arm masked with a dog's face turns around to looks at you and just growls in intimidation. It seems to be fleeing for its life. Should we chase it down? Maybe it can get back. That's... I think we should shoot it, but maybe it can help us. I don't 
What do you think, Hawkins? Well, if it can help us, it probably doesn't need both of those dog heads. Hawkins will freeze the crossbow. Hawkins, make your attack. 24 to hit. That is enough. It has two hit points left. Okay. Um, can I can I call non-lethal? Okay. Yep. You can go non-lethal. All right. So you sing. You just take your time. You aim. And as the creature is just about to move out of your sight, you shoot with enough force to send it spiraling headlong, rolling down the valley. It slams its body against a rock and lets out the most disturbing, pitiful cry, like a puppy's yelp. And what makes this so disturbing is coming from its grotesque form. Its eye begins to darken and it lies there, incapacitated at the foot of this rocky valley. I think you hit it, Hawkins. I think so, it looked like a good hit. Levon's gonna walk over to the edge look down. Lightning crashes above you, illuminating this demon, struggling to survive annihilation on its home plane. Indeed, the memory comes back to you that if a demon is killed upon its home plane, it is foremost annihilated forever. How far down is it? It's but 15 feet away from you. This is something that we could climb down easily. Yep, just very gently take your time, move down the valley, avoid the loose shale. You approach the demon, mm-hmm. and it gargles and gasps for life, and it begins to speak an abyssal to you. I don't understand it, Hawkins. What do we do now? Hawkins will try uh, speaking a little bit in each of the languages that he knows to see if it responds to anything. Um, it probably doesn't respond to common. He'll try Sylvan next. Um, and then Gnomish, Dwarvish. Infernal? Dwar- nope. Infernal? Nope. This one does not respond to any of those languages. But for Hawkins, I will allow... Uh, let's do an investigation check. Ten. Ten. Um, you're, you can see that the creature is trying to communicate. But... The disconnect between body language is very difficult considering it has heads on its hands and a large eyeball in its chest. It's hard to read. I, I don't have a clue what this thing's trying to say to us. Vaughn's going to take out an arrow and stab it through the eye. Its lights go out. Its breath chokes. It begins to dry as the ichor, its lifeblood, drains from its body. And within a minute, its ichor seeps out into the dry wasteland of the abyss. And there before you is the husk of a demon. Your very first kill on the abyss. Well, that didn't work, Hawkins. Not at all. I I don't even know where we are, really. It seems to be this thing's home, maybe? It's definitely but. not Ponsar. Haw- Hawkins, as you are taking a survey around, this is very similar to the landscape that Sylvia has talked about. The plain of the abyss. The haunt of demon lords. The 
one of the prisons in which the most hateful souls dwell for eternity. Well, it's uh, no surprise, but I think I think the quicker we can get out of this place, the better. This uh, looks a little bit like some of those tapestries we saw in the library. Um, I think we're in the abyss. But that sounds bad. Yep, and it's as bad as it sounds. <laughs> I didn't see... Uh... Did you see a way out where we came in? I assume there was nothing. There was nothing. We just yeah. appeared. Yep. Which way? You know it's the abyss. Which way do we go? Hawkins will look around, see if he sees any landmarks. I'm sure he doesn't know many, but any landmarks that are familiar from, from what literally knows um, or signs of civilization. You can make a survival check with disadvantage. All right. Uh, that is a five. Five. It is as before, the dark swirling sky above you, lightning, lighting up every once in a while. Desolate, deserted landscape. No sense of direction beyond and before. And it is even very difficult to tell at what point you originated. Um, due to the black smoke at your feet, it's hard to track back to where you came from. God, I might be lost already, Vaughn. This place is, is weird. Well, if you're lost, just imagine how I feel. Should we pick a direction and, and walk? or Vaughn's going to look and see if anything makes any difference to him. Any, any individual direction makes any sense to him more than the other. Okay, I'll let you do a survival check with disadvantage. That's a six. Unless you are willing to risk it to chance. Any place looks the same as ever. Whatever the demon is going to be a risk to chance. The demon husk still sitting at your feet, now nearly calcified. Well, Hawkins, the demon seemed to be moving this direction. I don't know if that means anything but it could be the only meaning that we have yeah i guess if it was running for its life it thought there was something safe over here maybe we can find a cave or something to get us out of this lightning let's start that direction vaughn and hawkins you walk on as you move through the area you notice the air is very thick with ash and smoke becomes difficult to breathe at times. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw to save against, uh, yeah, suffocation. 15. That is a success. 17. Success. It is difficult and you notice that the air in your lungs is, or the air in the, around you is noxious and toxic, but you're able to cover your face with like a scarf um, and keep yourself protected at this time but the air is very thick around you. You walk on and on. Your body is sore. Hunger and thirst begin to take you. And in this dark area, nothing seems to change. And still, the seemingless endless road of desert lies before you. Vaughn, maybe we should sit down and, and take a break. I'm not quite as tough as you and and I think better on a full stomach anyways. Okay. Doesn't look like we're making any progress, so 
I'd like you to think. <laughs> you find a small, the safest place possible, stones that have been piled together and um, toppled on top of each other, leaving a small little uh, crevice within this cliffside. You're able to take some shelter from the wind. In the darkness of this cave, you're able to take some respite. How do you do so? Hawkins pulls out his supply of rations that he just always has on hand. Um, the water skin, again, he is, is sort of his backup survival kit. Um, I don't know if Vaughn has anything similar, and if not, he'll share. But uh, he'll just sit down and think, try to re replay in his mind everything Sylvia told him, everything he saw in the tapestries, anything he learned from legend, um, just really trying to recall everything that has to do with the abyss. Um, would he know anything about the status of the blood war these days? Yes. Uh, the blood war ended up you start to recall the story of the aftermath of the Blood War, in which Zariel, the Archduchess, was enacted as the supreme ruler of Avernus. She indeed made her move and pushed back the hordes and did not stop there. She took over levels two and three of hell, the nine layers of hell. And she pushed back the hordes of the abyss, so much so that Avernus was able to be built up again, this time not as a illustrious tourist site, but as a strong military operation. The cults and churches of Zariel grew throughout Bonsarel. And within the abyss, it remained a reckless playground. But there have been known to be cities, small little townships within the abyss where rogue souls could be traded and bartered. Within the desert of this desolate landscape, it is possible that one of these townships exists. Hawkins finishes up his the last of his dry biscuit, takes another swig of water. And as you bite into that biscuit and that water, sustenance seems to fill your belly, but with every taste, this strong metallic taste fills your mouth. And as you drink the water, it quenches your thirst, but it has a brackish, vinegary taste to it. Vaughn, this place, I, I don't even know what to do here. <sighs> I remembered some things. Uh, that Sylvia taught us. Um, but I just... Nothing nothing that'll help us get out of here unless we can find maybe where some people are. The only thing I can think is that uh, there are some folks who worship Zeriel, even on Bonzaro. And uh, maybe if, if she answers them there, maybe she could answer us here. She's in charge. So Hawkins will uh, take a moment on a full stomach to sort of get down on his knees 
and start to talk uh, to Zeriel, having no clue whether or not she's going to respond. Very cool. Wow. Uh, so I want you to make a religion check. Okay. Then, uh, Vaughn, your response, please. Vaughn, the entire time Hawkins was uh, was doing what he was doing, uh, he'd take, he took a little bite and a little sip of what Hawkins had, but he would sit for maybe 30 seconds, and then he would stand up and kind of do a little little walk around as far as you'd have to go to uh, see 360 degrees from where they're at and then he'd come back and he just kept doing that to see if anybody th anything was coming but also to see if he could spot anything and so when you know, Hawkins tells him about what what they had learned from Sylvia he doesn't recall at that at all and so he's gonna just take Hawkins word for it and then when Hawkins kneels down to pray to Zeriel, uh, Vaughn's a little uncomfortable. You know, he's, uh, he definitely is understanding magic and, and spiritual stuff a little bit more uh, than his just, his noble upbringing, which was to accept things, but not really partake. Uh, but the idea that they're in this place that's not very good and now Hawkins is praying to a god that is associated to this place makes him pretty uncomfortable. But he's not going to say anything because he doesn't have a better idea. Okay. Um, Hawkins, you pray silently to yourself. Do you say anything specific? Do you make any motions? Um... 19 on the religion check um he'll he'll try to incorporate some phrases that he knows to be associated with zariel um if there are any particular motions not he's obviously doesn't have practice at them uh it's all going to sound very wooden coming out of his mouth um and and the gestures that he's making but uh the the gist of it basically being Zeriel, I, I, we're stuck here. We don't know what to do. I know that in the past, ages ago, you came to the aid of, of heroes from Bonzaro, and, well, we're not heroes, but if you, if there's anything that we could do, that, that you could do for us, that we could do for you, I don't even know what I'm saying. You probably can't even hear me anyways, but we need help, and I don't know who else to ask. Before the prayer finishes upon your lips, Vaughn, you're still scanning the environment, nervously looking around. Then you see a small cloud moving up high above the smoke beneath on the floor of the desert. The cloud starts to move in this erratic fashion. And as it gets closer, you see it looks like this swarm of flying creatures surrounding something in its center. Like pests, it surrounds this creature that is darting back and forth, running, trying to escape the cloud. You begin to hear cries, curses, and dwarvish. Vaughn you see Spanish. now... 
Yeah, you do. You hear these bloody demons. Get them off of me now. Sorry. Oh, by the hand of Morden. And this young dwarvish woman is fighting for all her might, knocking back these pesky demons. How far away is she? She's moving closer to you, 60 feet. Vaughn's going to turn to Hawkins and say, Hawkins, I'll be right back or come with me. And he's going to just run and help this uh, dwarf because anything that's not a demon sounds like they're worth helping. And then at that moment, she misty steps, teleports to one end, 60 feet away from these pesky flying creatures. They look like they have crow's bodies, but small little cat faces. And they have long fangs and and long live tongues that are lapping about seeking some kind of life source to siphon themselves with, tormenting and creating all kinds of nervous energy. But the dwarf woman teleports away and the creatures immediately dive towards her. But she's got a little bit of advantage and now she's just running towards you. She's got a stocky dwarven woman build. She's wearing beige robes tied around with a cord. Her cowl is pulled back and her long auburn hair is completely undone. And she's running towards you with a staff. And she says, Join me or get out of my way, traveler. They're coming. Do we run or do we fight? She turns around and lets loose a fireball. Well, if you're going to fight, you have to fight half of them now because I just took out half of them for you. Now get out of my way. Vaughn will move over and take a stance to to smack the demons if they come close to him. These demons and do. Yeah, go ahead, Hawkins. Hawkins uh, looked up when Vaughn said he was going to go and be right back, and he's kind of been stunned on his knees still watching this exchange a little distance away. And he uh, bows his head again for a moment and says, thank you, and then gets up and joins the fray. All right, uh, no initiative required. She lets loose a firebolt and half of these scatterbrained, nervous demons are withstand. They appear as this swarm of bats, crows, horrible creatures. They now come towards you, Fawn. So you'll have to make a constitution save against their nervous energy and then make some kind of attack to destroy them. Hawkins, you will do the same, except you will not have to roll the con save as you are distanced. My con save is 11. All right, that's a fail. So they they siphon onto you and they leech onto you and they provide this nervous energy about you. Paranoia and anxiety and stress just seems to be a part of who you are now. But make your attack. Yeah, he's just going to start smacking him. Get off me! Get off me! That's going to be a 22 to hit. Cut through several of them, just slicing open their bodies. And they, in turn, also fall down. Their ichor falls to the ground and they crystallize into these dry husks of demon corpses. He's absolutely going to use a key point to do two more attacks. He's going to keep smacking. Get off me! That's a 15 and a 14. Not a success. Hawkins. Uh, He takes aim with his crossbow at the largest one that he can find. Um, It's It's on back of Vaughn's neck. 
and it's just <laughs> siphoning off him, just infusing his body with anxiety and paranoia. He takes an extra, knowing this is a risky shot, he takes an extra half second to uh, make sure of his aim and lets loose with a uh, total of 20 to hit. Well done. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, five damage. And it just sings straight through this demon. It just falls off your body like an old tick falling to the ground. The demons dissipate. And Vaughn, you're left with this riddling, nervous energy. So any dexterity check is made with disadvantage until you are cured. Okay, Vaughn's still smacking his body and, and waving in the, his hands in the air. And, and uh, it's going to take him a little bit to realize that they aren't on him any longer. The dwarven, the dwarven sage strides over to you and just smashes the last of those demons with her staff. Well, let's lose one more firebolt. That'll leave him crispy. And she picks up one of them and pulls off its head and ties it to her belt, where she can see she has three others strapped on like scalps. Pats it in a knowing way. There. Well met, friend. You did all right with that. Why did you bring them here? Why did I bring them here? What are you talking about? You brought the bring little Bring them where? The, you brought them over here, and I helped you, but now, why did you bring them? Now, just a second. I didn't bring anything over here. I was running for my life when you got in the way. There's you provided... One. Oh, you got one on you. Yeah, you see that? She whacks it with her staff as well. And sends it spiraling through the air like a golf ball. Are there more? My friend, this is the abyss. There are always more demons. Now, unless you want to play the part of the prey, I suggest you start looking a little more intimidating. Where do we go? How do we get out of here? First of all, you take your first kill and strap it to your chest. Like you're proud of it. You killed Vaughn. a demon on its own plane. Vaughn's going to rip off like five or six heads. And he's going to like just... Tie him to his, the front of his. Uh, no, no, no! Hand. Make it. You need a feminine touch. Make it a right pretty necklace for you. She strings it together in a very uh, beautifully symmetrical fashion. Is that enough? Ties it around. Oh, should I get more? It says that you're not willing to go down without a fight. That's what it says. Now, okay. when you kill your second demon, you may be able to sport a little bit more of a chance. Okay. Now, where do we go? Where? Oh. She sees the fellow gnome over there. You boys aren't from around here, are you? Do we look like we're from around here? Hold up a second. You're getting very tense and everything. Oh, hold on. She looks at the back of your neck and you can see that there's this large serum seeping through your veins. Hawkins, you're now aware of this. Oh, that won't do good at all. Looks like what? you couldn't take your medicine. What won't do good? He starts kind of walking in circles like a dog that's trying to catch his tail, trying to look at the back of his neck. Hawkins. Vaughn, just, just stay, sit. Just get, could you kneel down so I can reach your neck? I'm gonna see if I can clear some of this up for you. Yeah, Vaughn will drop to his knees real quick and start like waving his arms across his shoulders like just, he's trying to pat his back. Get your hands out of the way. Hold on a second. What are you gonna do? Hawkins think... will. Yeah, he's been infected. The... He's been infected, all right. Hawkins will take one of the healing salves that we got from Eon Keen. 
um, and apply it as best he's got. All right. I, maybe uh, that'll help. I don't know, Vaughn, um, but maybe maybe just keep sitting for a little bit. I can't what, sit. What if those demons come? Then you'll see them coming from plenty. You'll have plenty of time, Vaughn. Just, just calm down. Hawkins turns to the woman. You don't seem to be from here either. Uh, we're we're not. We just got here um, from Bonzarel, and you might be from there as well, maybe? Bonzarel, born and raised. My name is Valenra. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you, Valenra. Uh, I'm Hawkins. This is Vaughn. Um, and he sort of looks around subconsciously looking for uh, Sterling, about ready to introduce him, but he's not there. We're at, as Vaughn was saying here. We're uh, we we didn't come here on purpose. And uh, if there's if you know of any way that we can get back, that would be wonderful. We want to leave on purpose right now. Yep. Well, now, yeah, I don't know anyone who wanted to come here to the abyss on their own volition, not without some kind of mission. I figured you'd be heading for the rotten mouth. That's why you'd be here. Uh, if you say so, I guess. Is that, can we get home from there? It depends on who you talk to, but you boys don't look that intimidating at all to be going into the rotten mouth. What we need to do is pay the price of admittance. You slay yourself a demon, you wear its skin, you put its head on a pike. Something formidable, not like a weak little piece. These are just for decoration. Oh, I know where there's one. And Vaughn just takes off. <laughs> Wait, Vaughn, Vaughn! That is not why... Oh, he's going off by himself again. He's a yeah. right right little edgy lad, isn't he? Well, I, he's not normally like this. I think those uh, those little demons did something to him. You, we traveled uh, for a really long time. Yeah. Probably. But uh, he's just yeah. going to start running because he's freaked out. Well, we might want to catch up with him. Yeah, but soon enough, Hawkins and Valenra, uh, Valenia, catch up with Vaughn, and they see the corpse of the Rudderkin. Now that's a demon kill. You two did this all on your own. Well, the first bit of it was in Bonzarl, and then uh, it sort of brought us here with it as it was running away. You must have had it scared for its mind. Yep. We wish we didn't. Now we're here. So you followed it in. Well, can't blame you. It's quite a kill. What I suggest to do is take off the heads or the hands. I don't know. Whatever they are. Take one for each of you. You wear it as a trophy. Put it on your belt. Put it on your chest. Whatever suits your fancy. You walk into the rotting mouth without any demon corpse. You'll become a corpse. You need to prove that you're willing to own up to your own vessel. So we've got two dog heads and the one big eyeball. What else do we have? Is that what it has, basically, yeah, as far as yeah, heads and stuff? Yeah, you can take the eyeball, for sure. Uh, Vaughn's going to take... take every single thing that could be a totem. And nice. he's going to hand one to Hawkins. He's going to offer one to her, and he's going to put the rest. He's going to try to attach the rest to his necklace. She kind of puts her hand up and says, That's okay, I've got to... I've got a special boon, a special writ. I could uh, walk into the rotten mouth, no problem at all. But uh, I appreciate the offer. 
I've killed myself many demons in my time, but why don't you take it? You, uh, you're gonna need it more than I do. Okay, where's the rotten mouth? It's back the way we came, where I was going. About to a little take bit off. Of Just gonna start running. Well, I'll talk to you. So, from Bonsero, huh? Yep. Uh, how you how you like how you liking the new digs here in the abyss? Uh, yeah, this this ain't our digs. <laughs> What's the year in Bonsaro? Fifteen thirty-two, uh, around Boshin. Oh, okay. So present day. That's wonderful. She kind of snaps her fingers disappointingly. I thought maybe you were time travelers. I've been looking for one my own, but haven't found one quite yet. I didn't know time travel was an option. Okay. It's got to be, right? I mean, it just makes sense. Logically, it's got to be some. I but no, uh, suppose. I haven't found it. Anyway, so you walk on. Belenia leads Hawkins and Vaughn into a small opening in the desert alongside a wicked-looking cliffside. The winds here seem lessened, and the lightning sky shines up a little bit brighter so that the area still has this perpetual strobe light going on. The lights blink on and off in this valley, and there are small ramshackle booths that have been built together. These ramshackle booths are built off of fallen churches and ruined homes that have been collected throughout the centuries. Demons square up in bartering of souls collected in vials and amulets. In the shelter of these ruined churches and homes, they make their deals. And inside this, this small township, the Rotten Mouth, you see that they're not just hideous demons of malformed bodies and creatures, but they're also proud, red-skinned devils, and even an angel. She stands there proudly with a golden circlet on her head, her wings curled to the side, and her eyes blazed with lightning brighter than the wicked sky above her. Who is she? She doesn't look like she belongs here. Is this the rotting mouth? This is the rotting mouth. This is the trade ship deal. Okay, how do we get home now? Well, she smiles. You help me out, and I'll take you with me. How about that? If it's out of here, let's go. So, here's the job. We go into the rotting mouth, and we go to that shop right there. They've got a soul in a bottle. It's the one hanging on the back wall. They won't sell it to me, because I tried to buy it from yesterday. So I aim we just steal it. As in the as when in the abyss, do as the Abyssians do. And there's pretty much nothing that's against the law here. Kill, steal, cheat, lie, thieve, whatever you can do. We get that. I figured the rest of you, you two, are here to help me get it done. And then we'll book it out of town as quickly as our little legs can carry us. I'm guessing you, my friend, won't have that problem. Long shanks. Well, I'm and pretty we good were... at sneaking and I'm really fast at running, but what happens but if you're... we get caught? Will they send more of those little demons? Aye, he's a little jittery for this kind of job. Is there anything we could do to, to calm him down? I have 
never seen him anything like this before. Vaughn, we'll can can you calm yourself? I, I'd like to, but you know where we're at, right? I don't know that I. I, I mean, I can, I'll go get that vial. I can get it. I'm faster oh, wait, than Vaughn, you guys. Vaughn. And I wait, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, just calm right down. Calm right down. So here's what we do. This is my gig. So you say you're good at sneaking, even though you're a little jittery. It's all right. I'll let your head get cut off first. No problem. They're going to cut off my head? If he gets a hold of you, and he, she points towards the demon who is running the shop. He has a large goat head on a bear's-like body, and his hands are raked with claws and rough skin in which, like a chainsaw, he could tear straight through person. I definitely don't want him to get a hold of me. Well, there's many ways to get to that file. Sneaking, distracting, setting out the conflict. We've got two devils purchasing souls. We've got demons selling them, and we got the angel over there, and the three of us. You seem like you got a level head there, Mr. Gnome. What do you say? Well, I think it would be helpful for us if um, if Vaughn here could maybe get some help first. Could we get him? Is there anything we can do about this this demon influence on him? Even I'm if influenced it, by demons? Well, oh, Vaughn, what happened? I mean, is that what happened when they bit me? Yep. Is that why I'm? Is is that why everything's so scary? Yep. Well, how do we fix it? I, I just asked Valenia here. Just okay. give her okay. a second to answer. Okay. We'll okay. be all right. Okay. Not my specialty. I don't really have anything at this moment. If we had someone with a little more healing properties, ability to restore would be really good. Um, oh, that sounds mute. Really well, the angel might be able to help us. Uh, not wanting to get into a contract with an angel and not wanting to draw too much attention to myself. You wouldn't happen to be a religious man, would you? Who, me? No. He was just praying. He was just praying not well, that long ago. Uh, it's like a couple minutes ago he was praying. And then he said, thank you. Aye, jabber, jabber mouth and long shanks. You, are you religious at all? You got any pool you can play for? Anyone in the seven heavens that owns you a deal? Probably not. I, I haven't really paid much attention. I mean, I was a good nobleman and I was very kind to people, but I didn't really relate to the gods at all. Um, I, don't, I know about them, but I don't really have any relationship with them. Well, being a good person won't help you down here in the abyss. They just don't care. It's all about who you know. And if you don't know anybody in Celestia, that angel's not going to be inclined to help you out too much. Mr. Rome? Is there anything we can trade? Do you have anything an angel might want? Uh, if I knew more about angels, I'm, I might be able to answer that. He pulls out a couple of his um, magnesium tip bolts and says this is about the, the most interesting thing I have well well and he pulls out the um, lock locket of house Chenaston the uh, locket of enlargement that's about these are about the only things I have I've got some arrows I don't have any rope anymore but I've got some arrows I've got a flint I've got a steel I've got some torches. <laughs> uh, I got my thieves tools also uh, my calligraphy tools do you think she likes to draw I'd say it's worth a shot with your level of energy. I hope it works. She won't send demons because she's an angel. 
but uh, no, she won't send demons. My best bet is if you walk up to her asking for some favors, she's going to want to make sure you're a decent mortal soul. Angels aren't too keen on helping people who've got a past that they got to reconcile for. But that being said, they love a good repentance. If you've done something wrong and you want to atone for it, they'll eat that stuff up. Hawkins, you're going to have to do that because I really haven't done anything wrong. You know, Vaughn, uh, I, I think that there is a justification for everything that you've done, but you have had to make some hard decisions in the last uh, day or so. And I'm not, I am not telling you that you did the wrong thing, but have you taken a moment to consider, to really just think about it? Think about what? I'm, I'm pretty sure that when we left the cellar, uh, Sterling and I, I, I don't think you went back down in there just to, just to chat with Aeon a bit. I think you, uh, I think you executed those, those Bainites. Even the blonde one. Well, okay, but I, I, I was out of rope. I mean, what else was I supposed to do? We couldn't let them go. I, I understand. Do you think that's why and I'm here? I'm not, Do you think that's why I the am, demons attacked me? I am not saying that you've done anything wrong, but think I think that's about why it. the demons attacked me. Maybe I need to go talk to. Maybe I could repent of that. Maybe that's why the demons got me and not you. Valenia pats you on the back and says, yep, murder. That's a good repentance story. All right, Vaughn's going to start walking over there. The township is heavy with abyssal and infernal speech, language that grates upon your ears, sends chills down your spine. Most of the demons range anywhere from three foot to eight foot tall, so at any point you are met looking down or looking up. And as you walk through the township, they sniff and recoil at your mortal blood. And then seeing the large decorations of demon husks upon your skin, they stick out their chin, give you a wide berth. Some code of conduct seems to have been appropriated as you walk through the rotting gum. Vaughn's going to walk with his chest up, but he's super twitchy. So, like, he's got his chest up like he's proud and he's okay, but every demon that he sees, he's going to be, like, head on a swivel kind of thing. Just totally twitchy. One of the devils walks up to you. He's wearing a leather pilot's uniform. He's got a cap on. His tail swishes friskily to the side, and he walks up to you and says, Rudderkin! <laughs> Nice kill, saying to you in broken common. Welcome to Rotting Gums. <laughs> Care to make any deals today? Uh, did you want one of these heads? I could give you one of these heads. Oh, yeah. A head, for sure. And wh What would you like for exchange? Uh, I don't know. Can you help me get out of here? I'd like to get out of here. <laughs> oh, where you want to go? Back to Banzaro. I'd like to go back to Banzaro. Banzaro? Where's Banzaro? He looks back kind of confused at yeah. any companion that would be walking by. I don't think he's going to be the one to help you out there, Longshanks. Okay. 
uh, here. Wait, and wait, he, wait. You said you want to make a deal. He's going to rip off one of the tiny heads <clears throat> of the six tiny heads that he had on the ne necklace. He's going to just rip it right off the necklace. And he's going to hand it to the guy and he's going to just keep walking towards the angel. Here, here you go. Thank you. Here you go. Looks confused a little bit, still put off at the interchange. You go walking past and leaving the booth is this angel. Her wings are kept close to her body. At her side is a long, a very long uh, sword that is bare, without sheath. Her eyes meet yours. Uh, hello. Uh, hi. Um, excuse me. I, my name is Vaughn, and uh, I, that's a very beautiful sword. I have a beautiful sword, but it's not here with me right now. Um, I, I, I was wondering if you could help me. I don't usually act like this, but I'm, I'm kind of not feeling very good. And uh, my friends over there, and he points, uh, they, they said that you might be able to help me because uh, they said that I'm poisoned or demoned or something, and I need some help. But, uh, but maybe you can help me. And they said that I should tell you that I had to kill some people. And I think I did the right thing, but now I feel pretty bad because they had to die. And I don't really like to kill people. Most of the time I just knock them out and tie them up. But, uh, but there are several that I had to kill and, and I don't feel good about it. Um, can you help me? She smiles and slowly says, you are excused. Your name is Vaughn. My, my name is Vaughn. Vaughn, how can I help you? Like I said, my, my friends, and he points again to them, um, they, they said that I might be demonized and, uh, and I'm trying to feel better because I, I just, I don't feel like myself right now. This is, I feel kind of strange and, and, I, and mm -hmm. everything's a little scary and, and I, and I'm kind of nervous about stuff and that's not usually who I am, but I am that right now. And I'm a little nervous talking to you because you're an angel. Um, I, yeah. When did you stop feeling like yourself? Well, when my friend over there, and he points at the dwarf lady, uh, she was running at us and she had a, a bunch of little demons that were dancing around her and attacking her. And, and so I jumped in to help and I knocked a few of them out, but then, uh, then one of them attached to the back of my neck and it hurt a little bit, but I kept knocking them over. And then when I got done, all of a sudden I started feeling weird. And, uh, they said I was talking too funny and I needed to sit down and, uh, they put some stuff on my neck, but it didn't really help. And, and then we came over here, but first we had to go get that demon hide. And then, and then we came over here and then that guy tried to make a deal with me, but I don't want to make a deal. I don't even know what he wants to deal with me. I, I don't care about that. I just wanted to come see you because they said that you might be able to help me if I told you that I killed some people and I felt bad. Make a wisdom saving throw. 11. It's a failure. She looks at you intently staring deep into your soul and casts a zone of truth so you cannot utter any lies though you can stay silent everything coming out of your mouth must be truth meanwhile Hawkins you and Valenia are standing off to the side casing the joint preparing for your your heist right now what are you what are you thinking you got any ideas well first i need information um does it have to stay in the vial uh do you need the vial to be apprehended or is it 
Absolutely. The vial okay. is the carrying case for the soul. We'll need to keep the vial intact. The whole operation will go up belly up if the vial breaks. Do you have anything that is uh, that looks the same, or are there other vials that look just the same inside of the shop? Oh, I might have one on me. A wizard always keeps a couple of vials in their pockets. She produces a similar looking vial, not identical. I could fill it with some kind of, you got any fluid on you? Uh, Hawkins reaches for his uh, water skin and there's like just a dribble left. I'd be not really know. Well, we'll just have to make it work a little bit. She practices some illusion magic to make it appear as if there's liquid soul within this vial. All right, let's step two. Somehow, uh, one of us, probably me, has got to get behind there, behind his desk, or behind the counter, and uh, do a little, little, little swip, a swatch. And uh, I think it's going to take a little bit of a distraction. Now he knows you. He might not even be your friend. Maybe oh. you appear at the door, and I go in through through the side or a window or the back or something while he's kicking you out maybe even some violence uh, if, if you're willing to go all the way on this plan uh, I guess Vaughn if, if he calms down might be able to, to do the run and, and I can be in the shop already uh, run interference there we go that's the plan we'll put Vaughn and I'll go into the shop you appear at the door Vaughn will have the fake vial uh, when he goes to confront you, Vaughn will make the switch. Uh, if anything, if he's not distracted, if he doesn't stay involved with you, then I'll try to engage him somehow long enough for Vaughn to, to do that. We'll make a purchase. We'll get out. Fair enough. What's the currency here? Is gold, silver? No, not quite. It's more philosophical. Uh, damaged memories evil deeds gross stories all right I'll, oh, i've got uh, plenty of that so don't worry okay well but uh, you're not going to be uh, the one making the payment i don't think i think you're gonna i'm gonna kick you out on the street well i'll hold him off as long as i can for you two to make the switch and get out of there sounds good the angel is sitting down on a table vaughn you're sitting across from her her hand is on your hand her shoulders are leaned into yours, and she says, Now, what's bothering you, Vaughn? Tell me. She is also casting greater restoration on you, even as you speak. Well, as I told you before, I was attacked by those demons, and then I don't feel like myself, but I got really nervous and anxious, and my friends... Vaughn. No, not the demons. Before the demons. This land here has the ability to pull out what is trapped within. What is it pulling out of you? My family was murdered. And I've always been a peacekeeper. Uh, recently, in our adventures, I have had to make some very difficult choices. Uh, at first, I tried to do 
what I always do, which is keep the peace, um, subdue, get answers, um, allow people to live and be who they are. And several times recently that has come back to injure us, hurt us, cause other people to die. And I'm afraid that that is no longer the right path, but that evil must be, and he kind of glances around, uh, lowers his voice a little bit, evil must be extinguished as it's met. And this does not sit well with my soul. You have spoken truthfully. I receive your confession and I thank you for it. The external paranoia is gone, Vaughn, but deep within you must traverse into your own abyss, understand your actions, the motivations behind them. I can see that you are a man in uncharted waters. What is your true north? What is your guiding post? At this point, she looks for this last confection. She looks for this last confession as a bonus giveaway. A wry smile creaks upon her her lips to see if she can eke one more out of you as the restoration process has already ended. I despise oppression. My sole goal in life before going to Baltop Library and becoming a bookend was to raise people out of oppression and to stop oppressors, sometimes even at the expense of what other families that were close to mine were doing, or even my family. I've always, I've always preferred that. I've always wanted to be someone who would fight for those that couldn't fight for themselves. And, and now I am doing that, but it looks so different and it's hard for me to know if this is the right course. But I, I do believe that I'm acting according to that purpose, as hard as it is sometimes to make those choices. Is she sensing certainty in your voice or still a level of uh, trepidation and wait, confusion or waywardness? I think she absolutely, she can tell that he absolutely believes that he's made the right choices in each situation. Um, but he, he definitely is not at peace with with the choices that he had to make. So there is, there is, I wouldn't say trepidation, but there's definitely discomfort with the path kind of, uh, I, I guess I would, I would liken it to knowing what you're supposed to do and being willing to do it, even though it's not what you would want and not, not who you think you are, but still walking that right path. She sighs 
and smiles in satisfaction. Lavender always said the mortals were made of two minds and that we would never understand their ways. Nevertheless, it is truly wonderful to wander the garden of your mind in all its waywardness, confusion, and beautiful passion. It must be as short as an existence as you have, it must be full of so many hard and difficult choices. It is, and they seem to be getting more difficult day by day. It would be so wonderful to have the peace that you have. <laughs> the peace to execute justice without any qualms or connection. Oh, we have not been praised for that. For when we bring judgment upon the peoples, they curse us. When we bring judgment upon their enemies, they bless us. To execute judgment, that is not a path that requires conscience, Vaughn, simply obedience. She leans forward very quickly and kisses you upon your cheek and says, You may go in peace. I have received your confession. And I have enjoyed understanding your thoughts. Oh, thank you. That's, I mean, that's pretty much all he can say. He's kind of, uh, he's, he's awestruck and just, you know, one of those situations where he, obviously he doesn't have romantic interest, but he's so, he's so enthralled with this whole situation that he's kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. And you can tell this angel having never gotten to interface with mortals too often experiencing the moral dilemma that mortals must in their lifetime between good and evil, between right and wrong, between truth and lies. It's an interesting burden to carry that this angel gratefully enjoys empathizing with during a small moment of her immortality. Meanwhile, in the light, in the growing sunlight, the morning is pushing through the windows of the crypt. The nobles have long gone, and the smell of rot is decreasing. Uh, please turn the page. Also, could you... I know this is incredibly high maintenance, but you could get that lotion bottle out of there and apply some to my eyes. They are sticking together. You know, um, at this point, uh, okay, I, I'm not doing that, but uh, let's let's uh, let's let's just do this together. We've agreed. We've come to an agreement. Right, I'm going to untie your hands. Okay, let's. This is the final. Well, fair warning. I am lubricating my eyeballs as soon as I get. That's okay. You can lubricate those. Your wrists, whatever you need. That's fine. Just uh, yeah. I appreciate the help. Let's keep going. Yasbro moistens his eyes and so will you enjoy taking me to Greenfield and getting me out of this hell forsaken monster hole of ocean Greenfield um well, that is where I am going okay um let, one thing at a time um, um, I I think Greenfield where, where is that again it's just west of here. 
uh, east of here. It's just east of here. Oh, okay. It's one of the few cities that has agreed to join the war between the cults. We're going to win. Oh, yes, we are. It's hard to kill an army of undead. You can't, right? I mean, technically someone already did. But anyway, okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know anything about that. Um, that's that's big picture. I need any any big picture people here to think about that. But anyway, the small picture. What's what's uh, what's it saying? What's what's the plan? Well, I haven't gotten that far yet. It's a very lengthy read, okay. mostly about how the demons uh, require a certain pecking order. And um, but I haven't gotten to portals yet and how to construct them. And even if I can figure out how to construct them, it doesn't mean we could go down there and construct one. We'll have to figure out all the necessary patterns. And we're all doing this at, without any help at all, are we not? Unless mm. you want me to call my friends and associates, I'm thinking not. No, no, we, we, we're we gonna keep this small, low key. Um, so Greenfield, huh? Uh, how many days away from Boshan would you say that is? No, it's only about a three days march. Okay, 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 cool. Do you want some food? The um, poppers didn't raid my pantry completely. Uh, no, no. Oh, I'm... come on. I've heard you rumble. Come along. <laughs> okay. What did you say your name was? Sterling, it was? That's right. Yes, I'm Sterling. And I'm trying to I get Vaughn so. and Hawkins. Yes, yeah, right. your friends. Yes, your hell-bound friends. I'm sure they had it coming to them. I would say that. They're, they're good people. They just have different ways of showing it. Good people go to hell often. The abyss is full of them. Get trapped within, chasing demons, making bad deals. It's a treacherous mm. world. Yeah. Yeah, I like to keep it simple, though. You know, you didn't even keep your little friend for too long before she joined back with her family. Ah, she was... I was given a little bit of time with her and to, to take her to a better place, and it, and it worked out, so... Yeah. You're, you're satisfied with that. Yeah. No connection at all. You just did your part and you move on. I was given the opportunity to do the right thing. And uh, I think returning her home to her mom, uh, she was in safe hands. She, uh, They were going to get her out. So, Well, the next step. They can't seem to get enough of noble, noble blood here. Mm. Steady gazes. Force to contend with. That's the only reason we were able to operate here in secret preparing for the war and all, you know. But yeah. the Baynites are growing in too strong of strength and it's not quite safe to be here anymore. Hence our reckless operation. Skeleton crew, as it were. Please, here, have some. It's a special fruit paste. Some bread. Mm. Satiate your hunger. You always strike me, you strike me as the kind that's a bit of a loner. You... Quickly um, kind of gave up all those friends and you're here trying to get back friends that you don't really have and I was alone for a long time but that's why I'm trying to get my I've spent almost two years with those those people that's the longest I've been in around people my, my whole life so yeah uh, I figured but but yeah anyway that that yeah we'll get them back it's okay that's the spirit optimism Mm-hmm. Fool's drink. Keeps the spirits high. Speaking of drink, I always 
read a little bit better when my mind is loosened. What do you say? A bottle of oil vino? No, not for me. I uh, like to stay sharp. I did that once at a campfire and it didn't end out too well. So, <laughs> Suit yourself. Let's see, where are we? Mm. Abyssal poison. Mm. Would you like me to translate? Yeah, I think I think I smelled something about that down there. What's up with all that? All right, well, here we go. Nestle up, my good friend Sterling. Let's read all about demons. He pushes you closer, and as you, he leans over, his finger grazing past the abyssal runes that are scratched onto this paper. He roughly translates into common, explaining to you the properties of abyssal poison. And within the next three hours, you know more about demons than you have ever wanted to know. Learning much of what Vaughn and Hawkins are experiencing even at this very moment. Vaughn and Hawkins, Vaughn and Hawkins, Valenia gives you the cue. She walks towards the proprietor of this shop this rough booth built upon a ruined temple, a place of worship and adoration. The rock is crumbled beneath your feet and the ruined timbers are stacked up, stretched with tattered robes, vestments of priests. And along the back wall there hang just simple vials in which a very prominent green vial is catching your attention the soul that Valenia is wanting to steal she begins to talk now listen in abyssal I came here yesterday and you stiffed me you told me not to bring my kind here but I promise you I have plenty to sell I've got this book of naughty dirty deeds poems of all kinds of sick and twisted humor that I'm willing to sell now come on demon make a deal with me she begins to get argumentative drawing much attention now if you're really the right kind of place you'll sell to a mortal like myself i've got things to trade and as she garners this level of attention i'm going to let her do an intimidation check um she's going to gain your highest intimidation level zero one a ten is what she scored it's going okay, and you can see that she's really not grabbing the um, the strong amount of attention that you had all hoped for. Nevertheless, how do you proceed, Hawkins? Hawkins, um, again, is already inside the shop, and he moves toward the door, like closer toward the door, still looking like he's browsing, um, so that if he needs to jump in he'll draw the demon's attention sideways instead of toward the back of the shop um and he's listening very closely for the demon to engage so that he can signal vaughn to to make the switch the demon has not fully engaged yet and you can tell their their head their goat head is kind of turning back and forth keeping a a, a wide perception around the area Vaughn, you can see this is not going as planned. Vaughn's going to keep browsing, um, but he's going to browse a little closer to the counter, uh, try to be within a step or two of uh, 
of of the uh, of the restricted area, so to speak. Mm. Um, you know, not not leaning that way so that he would draw attention, but just as close as he could be and still look like a shopper. Both of y'all make a persuasion check then. Just a general coolness about you. Natural 20 for a 22. Well done. 17. Okay. Actually, it's pretty successful. The demon takes notice of you and sees you browsing and goes towards Vaughn. Grunts towards you in common speech. A horrid sound coming out of this eyeless, soulless goat, large bear body. You looking for something in particular? Well, I, I, I was looking at these thingamawatchets. Mm. What am I looking at? These vials are forgotten souls lost on the battlefield. A very good price. I'm very want- interested. I just, I'm trying to understand what, what the purpose is. Purpose of a soul? Yes. Uh, like, whoa. you can see he doesn't really understand how to explain <laughs> what the use of a soul for is in common. Hawkins finds a metal bowl on a table um, and drops it on the floor, making a huge racket and starts saying, oh, 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 no. I, I better pick that up and he bends over to pick it up and swings his elbow and knocks something else else off a low shelf and a bottle of some fluid crashes on the floor and, and breaks. Oh no, oh I'll um I'll pay for it, don't worry. Um but hey! uh, the demon comes stomping over to you. What's your clumsiness doing over here? I'm s i am just I dropped the bowl. And I was going to pick it up, and I knocked the other thing off the shelf. I'm, I am so sorry. You're gonna pay for that. I, I, well, I understand. Gone. Can I help you clean it up? He looks surprised at you at <laughs> this level of hospitality extended towards the demon, Vaughn. As soon as the demon's uh, attention is on Hawkins, he's going to look at. Uh, well, he's just, he's the main guy, right? He's the only guy working there, right? So yeah, yep. as soon as he walks away from me and is heading towards Hawkins, I'm going to make my move. Sleight of hand check. 13? Ooh. <laughs> At that moment, the demon, say, you know, when, when Hawkins says, let me clean it up, the demon registers the common expression and then goes towards a small shriveled person. This person has been petrified into a long extension like a broom, and at their feet is just countless pieces of hair that have collected at the bottom of their feet. The demon grows to grab this poor soul and then sees you with the bottle in your hand. Wait a second. Hands off that merchandise. No touch until you pay. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Why did we were talking about souls and this one looked really attractive to me and then he's going to if he can. But they don't look how how similar do the two vials look? The one that I'm supposed to exchange into there. 
they're similar but not identical to to the to the very perceptive eye they could be spotted as different but they're both have the to, same yeah they both have the same elongated shape i mean he's already caught so he's going to when he says oh i'm sorry and he's gonna put the uh, fake one up there okay <laughs> hey oh i'm i'm sorry and he's gonna put it back when, when you're done with him come back and and we can discuss this vial and then he's gonna take several steps back yeah so that sounds like another sleight of hand check but better this time 19. that is better okay so you quickly swap and put the vial back on in his anger he sees that his soul is back in its place and says get from out behind the line customers aren't supposed to be wandering in here yes sir i'm sorry i'll be right back over where we met previously and he's gonna walk back to where that was and pretend to look but He's going to slowly creep a step further and a step further away from there and closer to an exit. Valanya is rubbing her chin and tugging at her hair. Then she sees you walking out and she just kind of turns around and starts whistling a dwarven hymn, looking as if she's browsing some other shops in this awful, awful township. Hawkins, the demon starts to turn back towards you. Hawkins steps forward to try to take the broom from his hands. Here, can I, let me, let me take the, ooh, uh, that's kind of gross. Can I, let me, I'll, I'll mop it up a little bit here for you. I made the mess. It's only fair that I clean it up. And as you sweep this up, the face that is frozen into the broom's handle begins to just moan out in agony and sorrow. This, uh, sir, is, is disgusting. Um... (laughs) Did I, is it all cleaned up? Are you happy with that? Uh, that's a persuasion check or a deception check. Either one. Oh dear. Uh, that is a three. Whoa. He puts his finger in your chest and says, you break, you pay. Oh, okay. Um, I don't even know what this was. It it doesn't look too valuable, surely. What's the price? You take this with you. And he whistles. And out from the shadows peels a shadow. It walks against the light, looking so timidly behind the demon. And he grabs this two-dimensional dark shape, flings it at your feet, and it cowers down. Get back away from me. He curses this thing, the shadow in abyssal curses. You now take care of this. Release me from it. And that'll be the payment for you breaking, spilling. How do I take care of it? Adopt it like a pet. What does it eat? (laughs) A little bit of you. (laughs) I will sleep good tonight thinking of how much fun you will have. Uh, is, Is there, could I pay in a different way? No, I set the standards. I'm the shop owner. 
that negotiation did not seem to work. All right. Um, well, I was thinking about buying some other things, but I, I don't know that I like your prices a whole lot. I, I guess good, good day. <laughs> the goat head grins and you see large bear-like teeth clattering and shining in the reflection of the lightning above. This shadow cowers and then slowly adheres to the back of your ankles, following along with your every move. It has now morphed into a convenient gnome-sized shadow, just like one of your own. And for now, you have a little follower. You leave the township, and Valenia just kind of motions you to keep a wide berth and then points over in a general direction motioning as was previously mentioned that if the heist went on off without a hitch and the soul was acquired then we all agree to leave separately quietly and inconspicuously as possible agreed and so one by one you leave with the exception that vaughn gets one last final wave from his angelic friend you quickly convene in the desert Valanya says, well, by Klinglassen, I did not expect that to go off so easily. You were perfect. You must have been an actor before, huh? She motions towards you, Hawkins. Uh, well, I'm afraid I didn't quite come out unscathed. Ah, oh, I see you got a little friend. Well, I'm sure you'll have plenty of time to figure that out when you get a chance. But for now, give me a wide berth. Keep a lookout. I'm going to reach into my spellbook and prepare us a getting out of where home spell. Sounds good? Yeah, sounds great. She flips open to plane shift and she begins calculating the codes and the runes necessary and says, I need about 10 minutes. Can you afford it to me? And then the vial goes missing. You hear a roar from the demon and you hear a posse of abyssal creatures flooding towards you. Bond. You better hurry. Hawkins. I don't I don't like this. Did it did it just leave? Did it just go back to him? No, no. The vial can... has gone. Yeah, Vaughn has shows you that he has the actual vial. However, the original vial has gone missing from the shop. Gotcha. Okay. Goathead is not happy. You better hurry. I'm trying as fast as I can. Don't pressure me. I can't work under pressure. Hawkins will uh look over his shoulder to see you know what's coming and then also look over her shoulder to see if he can help out with calculations Vaughn is going to hold the vial where are the go they're out they're coming after me yep he's going to oh gosh this is such a bad idea he's going to take the vial and hold it in a way that they can see it and in common yell out Get away from me. This is mine. And he's going to run. He's going to say that to them, to uh, to Hawkins and. Um, okay. And, and then he's going to then he's going to take off in a direction to try to get the demon horde to follow him and buy a little time. Okay. Leaving the vial behind? No, no. Holding the vial. Okay. Making sure that they can see it so that they 
pursue him to get the vial back and hopefully buy that time. And then the idea is like come running back like a football player trying to score a touchdown and jump through the end zone when it's, uh, when it's prepared. <laughs> uh, okay. So Valenia says, where, where is that long shigs going? He's got to be here for the spell to work. It's only going to be me and you. He'll be stuck here forever. And he's got my soul. He'll be back when the spell's ready. You said 10 minutes. He'll be back. He's just going to run. Never mind. And as you look over to help her out, go ahead and make your arcana check. Natural 20 again for 24. All right. So you, for some reason, like this, this intuitive, intuitive moment hits you and you see the exact code right there plainly in front of you. And she is measuring the wrong calculations. Uh, if, you, if you take this one right here and, and plug that into that equation. Oh, so now you're the wizard. You're just going to do it yourself here. Fine. You do it. I can't Wait. cast the spell. I just, I just, you know, I, I like this kind of thing. Well, you're just going to be backseat spell casting this whole time. It's going to find time to start working out your listen and everything. Is it right? It's right. Of course it's right. Well, well let's keep going. She begins plugging in the codes. Vaughn, you're booking it. You're running as fast as you can with these demons on your tail. The heads, the shrunken heads of the demons are bobbing along your chest. And you are keeping up quite a pace, just spinning them around in circles as they're chasing after this vial, completely unaware that Valenia and Hawkins are casting Plane Shift. Next stop, Bonzarel. I hope your friend can make it. Wave him down. Vaughn! Vaughn! Yeah, he's yeah. going to turn around, and uh, I, I think he's smart enough to have run in a direction where he didn't put the demons between himself and them. <laughs> and so now you're closing the gap, running towards the plane shift, and sliding into home at the last minute. You grab hold of Hawkins' hands and Valenia's hands, and you feel yourself shift out of the abyss and into Bonsaro. And where you arrive, we will find out later. And so for now, our story concludes. Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded, and we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, you should visit Tabletop Audio you can find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And take the time to sojourn with us. For articles on playing your very own Dungeons & Dragons games, visit Sojourners Awake at www.sojournersawake.com. And if you would like to give a boost to Vaughn and Hawkins to make sure they shift all the way safely home, then go ahead to your favorite podcasting platform and leave a rating and review. Vaughn and Hawkins will most certainly appreciate it. And as always, Sojourner, may your story continue. <laughs>